this Sunday at the Cow Palace. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sports meets beer part three. You thought number one was outrageous and number two was spectacular. Well, number three is off the charts. He just said number two. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Sports meets beer. Episode 38, part three. Uh, In this episode, you're going to hear us drink more beer. Beers? Beers, for sure. Some good, some bad, some interesting. Uh, Litigation. We talk litigation in this. A little bit, a little bit. We talk uh, menstrual blood. Yes, in a roundabout way, we do. No, we, uh, we literally talk about it. <laughs> we do. That's true. Uh, and also, we uh, we talk about our feature segment, the uh, twit, the shit tweet of the week. What, let me just put it this way: we discuss a little Captain Ahab. <laughs> that's as, that's as much as I want to say about that's, it. That's that's a good teaser. I love it. The low cone shit tweet of the week. My column <laughs> on this episode of Sports Meets Beer. Sports Meets Beer. I'm retired <laughs> and tired. Kapaya! And we are in the house, episode 38, Sports Meets Beer. I love how bluesy that guitar is on that. I love it too. In that uh, Red Fang song. I have a confession to make. I just downed this because I thought it was the last of my blood orange, and I don't think that's what it was. (laughs) It was not. Oh, man. All right. Just tuning in. This is the Kurt Schilling Week, episode 38 of Sports Meets Beer. I am Brad Barmore. That is Ben Perry. Sorry, I always got in the microphone there for a second. <clears throat> now we, uh, yeah, this this week we've uh, dedicated ourselves uh, to uh, Mr. Kurt Schilling, number thirty-eight. That fucking uh, what a douche! Douche, but, uh, bloody sock and all. Um, if you want to hear more about Mr. Kurt Schilling, you can uh, listen to episode thirty-eight, part one, which was recorded, uh, released a couple days ago. Um, and if you want to uh, hear about our feelings about Kurt Schilling, just stay tuned. Yeah, you'll hear, you'll hear a couple f bombs for Kurt Schilling. For sure. The um, sock was fake. The yeah. bloody sock is fake. Painted on with nail polish. Um, we are... Uh, Strawberry douche. That's what it was painted on with. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Strawberry Hill. Like Boone's Farm. That's where we found. <laughs> um, we are... Uh, yeah, this is the Sports Meets Beer podcast. Um, you're going to hear some sports references, I'm sure, as Brad is watching the Warriors on his computer as we're Taft recording. time now. Oh, oh no, yeah. there's 28 seconds left in the half. Sorry. There we go. There's your sports fact right there. Um, we're going to try a couple beers. Today we've got two offerings, uh, one from Cascade Lakes. Uh, the other is from our friends in San Diego, Ballast Point, who don't seem to disappoint unless it rhymes with watermelon burbato. Schmermato. Uh, yeah. So we've or got that. Schmineapple Schulpen. I like, I like pineapple. But it wasn't. it's not nearly on the level well, of like. Oh, no, 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 no. Not no, even close. No. And you didn't like the grunion either. Yeah, that was a weird one. I thought it was sure. great. Um, but... We've got uh, yeah, we got those things to talk about. <laughs> Sorry, Bell's point. I mean, to shit right all over you. Yeah, <laughs> Ben's talking about how great you are. Let me just poop in your cheerio. I just Kurt Schilling you. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> um, yes, we got that, and then we've got uh, we got another segment to talk about. Our low cone shit tweet of the week is back. Is that the Imperial butter? That wasn't even a drop. That was just me. That was nice. It's because I ate Mexican food for lunch. Yeah, we've got that segment to talk about. We're gonna make a change to it, but today is all about low cone. 
Oh, man. Mr. Lowell Cone. The Cone Zone. Um, Let's talk about this beer we got in front of us right now. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, Cascade Lakes. Um, you know, Cascade Lakes, uh, I'm trying to find there. Sorry about that. I thought I had this pulled up. Uh, they've been brewing since 94. Did you know that? Uh, I did not know that. Nice. They have price. It's cool. They have pricing on their website. CascadeLakes.com. That is cool. That's that's something you don't see very often, which is interesting. It's interesting that breweries are making the move to app and online-based ordering and pricing. There's no ordering on here. Oh, okay. just, just in their pricing, <laughs> what you're going to see from the distributors uh, or from buying from them at the brewery. Uh, but they're in Oregon. Uh, to be specific, they're in Redmond, Oregon. Okay. Um, but it's pretty cool. They, uh, you know, they, we've we've had this is the, I think the second offering from them. Uh, I want to say that Mr. Kevin Brink, our beer correspondent, aka triglyceride correspondent, um, had brought us the hop smack from them. I believe it was him. Uh, yeah, from one of his Oregon trips. Okay, yeah. So I was trying to yield co- beer over for us. I was trying to uh, figure out as I was tasting uh, hop smack the other day. I was trying to figure out if. Uh, uh, if we taste it on the show or not, but yeah, now that you say that, that is we have. that does sound right. Yeah. Um. So today from Cascade Lakes, uh, we are dropping the MIC Pale Ale. Drop the mic. Um. It's weird. This is a weird Pale Ale. Very different from what we what we've been drinking. Yes. Uh, episode uh part two of this week's episodes, we uh sampled some beers from Twenty First Amendment. Uh, two IPAs from them that were outstanding. This, I'm not going to say it's not outstanding. It's very different. It shifted abruptly. A lot drier. Um, this is their pale ale that's uh, 5.6%, 26 IBUs. I'm getting way more bitterness than the IBU rake, r- ranking suggests, in my opinion. I also find that. I also am getting way more like of a grain profile in this. Yes. There is something like almost like wet hay in it. It's, they've got a German... It's a definitely a German uh, 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 grains. You can see it's got a, yeah, Munich, Vienna, uh, two row grains. Mm-hmm. So it's um, it's interesting. Um, I like it. Yeah, to we'll, be honest with you. we'll go through the the AATMF. You know the uh, the appearance, the aroma, the mouthfeel, the taste, and the finish. Um, all that good stuff. You know, it pours out. It actually looks a lot. It's very straw-like straw in color. color yeah. uh, it looks like, almost like a domestic lager, uh, light lager. Hazy. But it's, a hazy light lager. Yeah, yeah. It's not quite as clean filters as like a, you know, if you were to pour out a Coors Light or Bud Light or what have you. Miller High Life. Um, but yeah, this is, um, you know, the head retention's decent. The, uh, yeah, very, um, you get that very, that cereal not, grain. Not a lot of lacing in this thing. No, not at all. Um, and you get, but you get that, like you mentioned, that that cereal grain, um, very, 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 very upfront, up right? Um, yeah, the, I mean, the aroma. I'm trying to just get anything else out of it, and I really can't. Um, no, there's not a lot. There's not a lot to it. I wouldn't. No, I, mean, I wouldn't it's, consider it's, this piney. I wouldn't consider no, it fruity. Oh, not at all. I it's would, got a little bit of sweetness to it, though. You can have that kind of that sweetness smell. Except from the malt. Uh, yeah, absolutely it is. Um, this is very, very much a malt-forward um, pale ale. It just gives, it, it has a, there's a strange, and when I say strange, I don't necessarily mean it in a negative way. There is a strange flavor profile 
that I'm having a very hard time putting my finger on what it really is. It's one of those things where it's just, it's, it's wet hay. I think you said earlier was really accurate. It's grassy. Yeah. It's, um, but it's definitely like a damp, wet, moist grassiness. Dewy almost, if you will. Yeah. Dewy actually is a really good, (laughs) that's funny. Um, yeah, it's, this beer is good. I like it. I would drink multiple. I wouldn't qualify it as a great beer. It's a drinkable beer. And at like I should say it's a crushable beer. It goes down easy. Yeah. I I think the carbonation level is fine. I think the finish is actually pretty unremarkable. Like it falls flat. The it finish does. Flat. Yeah. Um but then you know, it, there's nothing like overly remarkable about this, but it, I like it. It's good like some of the stuff that we tasted, for example, like last week with uh the whetstone and all that other stuff that we taste from Ugh. Master Brow or whatever that was. <laughs> from the, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the Unibrow. The, the Miner, Thirsty Miner. Thirsty Miner. That's the, I mean, that those beers were terrible. Yes. Um, but these, this beer, I think is, is nice. I don't think it's bad. I don't, I'm not nearly as big of a fan of it as I was with the 21st Amendment beers we had no, earlier. Not at all. But, this is, to me, this is an okay beer. Um, if I, if I got this at a tap room, and I asked for a sample. Uh, there's no way. Wouldn't order it. No, nah, there's no way I would. Uh, I wouldn't order it. I would. I would pass on it for sure. I just took like a really big gulp, and uh, there's a little bit of like that floral soap, soap like note in it, um, like that's kind of lingering on my my palate right now. Um, but that's really the only thing that I would that I could really point out. It is. It's just a little. It's. Just it's cereal grains. That's what I really I feel like. It's just a really like yeah. There's a lot of grass in this, and it's a little a little bready. Yep, but not not it's it's just it's okay. Not not great. I would probably give this uh, if I was to score this, I would probably give it two, um, yeah, two two rose petals. Is what my rating would officially would be. <laughs> I, yeah, I well, change wait, it every I was time. Just gonna say, wasn't it bananas? It was bananas earlier. I change it every time. So just for the record, uh, it is halftime, the Warrior game. Yes, they are. It's on TNT tonight. They are. I'm currently watching the halftime show, or I see the halftime is in the corner, and I'm looking at Kevin Garnett and the original white chocolate, uh, Jason Williams. Uh, um, <laughs> what is Jason Williams doing? Uh, he right now, I can tell you, he's eating stuff out of a white chocolate fondue fountain. <laughs> Kevin Garnett had set up for him. Because he is white chocolate. Yeah, he is white chocolate. So they're literally eating white chocolate fondue right now. <laughs> that's, that's so silly. Oh, Jesus. Man, just goes to show you even uh, major networks are looking for, searching for decent content. Yeah, no kidding. All right, I want to talk a little bit about, while we're finishing this little beer, I want to talk about this story that came across the old wire Okay. Uh, here at the Sports Meets Beer News Desk. <laughs> uh, a woman... Is suing Chipotle for a lot of money. For making her fat. Nope. Uh, this is according to Forbes magazine. Uh, Jeff Williams is the writer that put this story up. This came out on the 30th of January, so just a couple days ago. Um, Sacramento resident is suing Chipotle Mexican Grill for $2.2 billion. Seems totally normal. What? 
you ask. Did Chipotle do to this woman? Set fire to the woman's child? Rough up <laughs> members of her family? Steal her car? No. The restaurant allegedly used a photograph of her and put it in several restaurants without her permission. The woman says that she did not of give- her plowing into a burrito or what? Getting plowed by, I don't know. The woman says that she did not give permission to use the photo and that bottles of alcohol were allegedly added in the picture and thus put a, quote, false light upon her character, end quote. Uh, the uh, author of this article says, I'll leave it to you to decide if that's worth $2.2 billion or not, but at least one lawyer feels that the lawsuit is overreaching. An attorney quoted in the Los Angeles Times said that the woman's quest to get $2.2 billion in damages is probably not terribly realistic. Yeah, you think? <laughs> oh, man. That is like the ultimate Donald Trump art of the deal. Ask for the moon and you'll end up with the stars. <laughs> like That's ridiculous. I asked for two point two billion. They gave me two point two hundred. Works. See, I win. <laughs> two point two hundred. Goodness gracious! I just, you know, it's but also too. Chipotle should know better to than to use the likelihood of a customer unless it's posted. That says like, hey, we're filming for or taking photos for a. Yeah. I mean, it's. I'll. I mean, there's been times where I've. I mean, I have. To, I've had to fill out several TV forms just for. Hey, you might be in a. You might be on a. With the exception of a sports game, but like in the background of something, yeah. you might be on this. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I, it, too, it just seems like two point. I mean, really, two point two billion. It's pretty. That's I mean, insane. I'm all for. I'm all for like filing an arbitrary number, but Jesus Christ! I Here, mean, shoot. I mean, that's great. Two point two billion. I mean, I would say like you know what? If you would have, she would have said fifty thousand dollars. The ink would have dried on that check so quickly. Chipotle oh, yeah. would have pushed it away, and she would have had fifty grand. Let me. I'm going to go ahead and it, uh, it doesn't give her a name. It doesn't. It just says she's from Sacramento. It doesn't give anything. I'm going to go ahead and assume that she wears flip flops with like the bedazzled straps on them, like the bedazzled little fronts on them, and then she's got the haircut. It's it's dyed blonde, and it swoops over in the front, and it's super short and spiky in the back, like, like Johnny uh, Kate plus. Yeah, I was going to say Kate plus eight. The may I speak to a manager starter kit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, I'm yeah. gonna re- I'm gonna read this last story before we get into the next beer because I still have a little bit of beer left. Uh, uh, the com- the my oh god, the Miami Herald is reporting that in Columbus, Mississippi, a fast food worker at a restaurant called Jack's Family Restaurant served a cheeseburger smeared with blood to a customer and was summarily fired. Oh, I heard fired. about this. Heard uh, about it. In fact, period it w- blood. It was her own blood. Allegedly, she put her own menstrual fluid and saliva on the burger. And she was ratted out by a coworker. That's how they found out. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. It wasn't the guy being or the kid going. You know, this tastes a lot like iron. Boy, boy the iron content in this burger tastes particularly high today. <laughs> no anemia for me. <laughs> oh my nice. God, that's a Jesus Christ, people. I, Michael Rappaport, who does one of my favorite podcasts, has the sick fuck of the week. Yeah, uh, that I might have to send that to him. And oh, just, guaranteed. That's it. That's, that's, a, a, that, that's a wrap. That has to. Although, uh, have you noticed on that podcast that every sick fuck of the week ends up banging a dog? No, I, I'm not. <laughs> that's like that. every single one. My goodness. Well, we've got uh, <clears throat> we've got uh, another beer to try. I'd encourage Brad to finish his sample of the other one because I want Boot to have some of this too. I'm excited. This is. Uh, it's one of the things that, you know, I predicted a long time ago that Oh my god, look at that. that vegetables were going to be utilized more in brewing and this proves my theory. Um cuz you were you you've, you've kind of hit a gambit with fruit, right? I mean, you would think. 
Um, but this one is uh, is interesting. So Ballast Point is uh, you know they're out of San Diego, probably the best known Ooh, uh, best known Southern California beer. Unbelievable. So this is their Red Velvet on Nitro. Okay, this is very very. It's a very complex beer for a number of reasons. It's a golden oatmeal stout with beets and chocolate. So let's take that apart real quick. <laughs> the golden oatmeal stout. Beets, rhymes, and fife. <laughs> the, the the oatmeal stout obviously is, is when you when you use oatmeal in a beer, you get um, an automatic creamy mouthfeel. It's just one of those things, especially when you like steel cut oats. Um, it really, really adds a lot of mouthfeel and character to the beer. Um, now this, when it says red velvet, it is absolutely red. It looks like a red it, velvet cake. Yeah, it does. It absolutely. almost it looks like children's Tylenol. That's that red. <laughs> oh color. yeah, yeah, that's really it's good. That's that red really color. Good, yeah. Um. Yeah, that's awesome. Robitussin. Yeah, a little Robotrippin. I know that a little purple uh, drink. The old Jamarcus. Uh, I know that that doesn't sound appealing, but that's just the color that I. No, it is, and and, and, and there's been beers before. Uh, the one from Coronado, the last one we tried that I, you know, the bright, super bright fuchsia style colors traditionally don't translate to good beers. No. Barry the Hatchet was the one that was just kind of a, more of a joke than anything else. Um, now, this is telling me draft only. We were lucky enough to get this in bottles. And it, they, you know, with a, with a nitro bottle, this is uh, something you have to kind of pour aggressively. So because we have to split it between three servings, it doesn't quite give the head as it does when I tried it at home. Poured the whole twelve ounce into a sixteen ounce glass, really, really aggressively. So when you say that it's that is a full upside down pour, you really want to agitate this beer. So it what it does is it will get the nitrogen uh, to activate and, and really come out of the beer itself. Um, I'm sorry, the CO two, not the nitrogen. No, CO, no ni- nitrogen. Nitrogen. Yeah, because it's lighter than lighter than the oxygen. That's the cascading effect you see in nitro beers. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is unbelievable. It's five five point five, thirty five IBUs. So not too far off from the last beer we tried. Um, but this has got, I mean, it's got a real bready, cakey, sweetness, dessert, macaroon smell to it. Um, even like a little toasted coconut. I kind of got a little coconut out of the, out of the aroma. Um, the, uh, the, again, the appearance is just that bright red beet, red color. Uh, and just has... An unbelievable creamy mouthfeel. I mean, this is like a milkshake. It is, um, you know, and the whole, the flavors really, really, really wash over your entire palate. Like you get, feels like it hits every single sensory on your palate. Yeah. It's really, really, really good. Uh, I meant to say senses, not sensory. Uh, I don't, I get some of the chocolate. Do you pick up some of the chocolate? Is it like a cocoa nib chocolate, or is this like a baker's chocolate thing, or what? Yeah, there's a, like a semi, like a, it's a baker's chocolate. It's not overly. The sweetness comes from other places, but there is a little bit of like that cocoa bitterness in it. Um, it's cool. It's weird, but it's it's cool. I don't know that I could drink a whole pint of this. Um, I, oops. I would. Uh, I I drink the the bottle and um, the the two bottles that were given to me, and I brought this one for, for the for us. Um, I could totally, I, I can totally drink. I would drink multiple of this. You would. It would have to be. I'd probably have to do it with some something else to cut the sweetness. That's probably my only caveat to the whole thing, is that the sweetness is takes a little bit away, and um, get the 
this port for boot real quick. Um, so see how I do that aggressive pour right there? That's what they want you to do. And then it's supposed to have a little bit of reaction. The nitrogen should be uh, evacuating that. Um, no, I, I would have to do a bit. Like, to me, like, this would go, this would go really well with, I mean, I, the first thing that came to mind for snacking is like that, which seems kind of a stretch. But because of sweetness, the saltiness of, like, chips and salsa, if you had a mango salsa that had a little bit of sweetness to it but some spice, I think that would go really – for some reason, I think these two would go really, really well together. This, and I might be that might be just because it's two extremes. This belongs with, like, mole tacos. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good call. Like, that roasty, dark, like, spicy chili powder. That's what I think. It's cool. I, I, I applaud uh, – Ballast point for what they're trying to accomplish here, and I, I do like it, but it is it's a little on the sweet side, um, in terms of drinking like a whole pint, and I think that part of that is because it is the nitrogen and it does have that creamier texture. Excuse me, I do think that that's part of it, um, but yeah, it's cool. Like, it's I just like think a red they, I love how they they continually step up their game. This is something that this is a risk for sure. Uh. Well, to your point about them stepping up, I don't know if this is necessarily them stepping up their game, but it's certainly them pushing the envelope, and it just shows off, like, what other brewery would you trust to do something like this? Not many. Dogfish? Not many. They, uh, dog, you know, even Dogfish would have, this wouldn't, it wouldn't be as simple. It'd be, they'd, have to use, they'd have to use pickled beets from ancient Egypt. It'd, yeah, it would be way <laughs> yeah. more complex of a process. Right. But um, this is, to me... Um, this is, you know, you, when we, we've talked before about like dessert beers and this is obviously a dessert beer cause it's sweet. Yep. But I really feel like, yeah, I mean the sweetness has a hard thing to, to, to get through and to punch through. Cause literally, like I mentioned earlier, the IPA I had at lunch was overly sweet, but it was an IPA. This is a, this is a stout and it's, it's really, really, really smooth and subtle and just, it's kind of sexy. It's one of those, it's just the whole yeah. thing about it. It's really cool. I love it. Yeah. Um, I don't dislike it. I just don't know that I could drink more than twelve ounces of this at a time. That's all. Right. Um, well, you know, and I could, but that doesn't mean that it's bad. I can right. appreciate this. I think it's cool. I think, um, you know, I don't get a lot of like that earthy beat. Like, no, I think the beat was mainly used for color. I mean, that's and the sugar. I mean, yeah. you know, beet sort of beet sugar is used for a lot of sweetening of things. Yeah. Um, it's cool though, man. I, you know, I'm glad we got a chance to try it. I'm. You know, I don't know that I'll carry this in any of the restaurants. Um, I would totally do it for a beer maker dinner, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But um, well, as we get to the bottom of this glass, uh, I am reminded that it's one of our favorite times of the week, buddy. Yes, it is. Hit it! Um... So if you are not familiar, Lowell Cohn uh, is a man has, who has written for the Santa Rosa Press Democrat for a number of years. He's recently retired because of this segment. Um, Don't let anyone else tell you anything else. He is Amaral. An, he's an old, just white, privileged, <laughs> just... Basically, Kurt Schilling's the only one that's shittier than him. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, he's just... He is what's wrong with, like, the Baseball Hall of Fame. He's got... A, this guy, This man has a Baseball Hall of Fame vote. Everything he writes has some sort of personal... Will he still since he's retired? I don't know if he will or not. Uh, I, wonder if, I wonder if he surrendered that. That'd be, that's interesting. He just... He's... He... 
you know, the pomp and circumstance and the majesty of sport he holds to, to this like insanely high level. And he, he, if you've ever heard him engage with anybody in a press conference, it's freaking brutal. It's very demeaning. Yeah. Um, like he's owed something. Um, and he, he, he poses under the guise of, well, I asked the questions that the fans would ask. Eh, yes and no. Yes and no. Yeah. Um, but his usage of Twitter is absolutely atrocious. <laughs> atrocious. And so that brings us to what we call the Lowell Cone Shit Tour of the Week. I'm going to read off. Uh, today I have one, two. Judging how much you were laughing when you were looking up the tweets. Oh my God, there's some bad ones this week. So, uh, just so that, just to give you some sense, this week it's been widely known that Kyle Shanahan's going to be the head coach of the 49ers for a couple of weeks now. But they hired John Lynch this week, so that's something to keep in mind. Um, and I have one. I have three tweets here. Um, is that three? Yeah, I have three tweets that I'm going to read off. And uh, Ben and Boot are going to pick out which tweet is the fake tweet. And then Turn of the that re- mic on, Boot. Of the remaining two tweets, we're going to pick which one is the shittiest tweet. Little cone shit tweet of the week. All right. There are a lot of candidates this week, just for the record. It took me a little bit of time to get through all this. So uh, here it goes. Tweet number one. <laughs> here it goes. If you were a retired sports writer, which Bay Area team would you most miss covering? Me, the 49ers, with the Giants close behind. That's not somebody tweeting him, and that's one tweet. That's him tweeting him. Tweet number two. I have serious concerns about Lynch and Shanahan combo, but what do I know? I'm retired. Well, you're not, (laughs) since you continue to berate everybody. So I, I actually lied to you guys. It is four tweets. I, I mismarked it on the paper. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, tweet number three. What Lowell does, link. So there's a link. No way. What Lowell does, and there's a link. Tweet number That's four. That's as bad as what girls want. Tweet number four. Mike, Jim, Jim, Chip, Trent, John, Kyle. Jed sure loves short names. Okay. Those are the four tweets. Should I read them again? <laughs> yes, I'll read them again. Yes, read them again. please do. Tweet number one. If you were a retired sports writer, which Barry a team would you most miss covering? Me, the 49ers, with the Giants close behind. Number two. I have serious concerns about Lynch and Shanahan combo, but what do I know? I'm retired. Tweet number three. What Lowell does. Tweet number four. Mike... Jim, Jim, Chip, Trent, John, Kyle. Jed loves short names. <laughs> so, okay, I think the last one has to be the fake one. Boot, what do you think? The name, the names one has to be fake. There's no way. Why? Here's the thing, man. Why is that the one that has to be fake? Like, is that really so asinine? The guy no, tried to give just, a dissertation on Ahab, Captain Ahab, last week. <laughs> I just feel like the other ones are coming from a place of him trying to settle into retirement, uh, and trying to. And he, you know, I feel like uh, I feel like the ones that say retirement means he's retiring. Like it's it's genuine. For some reason, that last one just it just seems like it sounds like something he would say, <laughs> but I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a tweet. I just like last week it was. 
last week it was I don't this this sentence structure it's too good, it's too good. So like I, these other tweets like they all have perfect sentence structure, right? And you're like, nah, it's those are the clearly the ones. Yeah, it's the one with the shit sentence structure. Uh, you're yeah. like, that's a fake one. What that's what I would I was just gonna go for the obvious one because all the other ones are so stupid that I just like <laughs> the the what I do insert link here or link here or whatever yeah. it is it's just like that just seems so obvious for me because it's just so simple but then maybe that's- it's simple but it's also I, the reason i don't think it's because it's such a one thing like look at what look at my work look at me Dream- my call dreams <laughs> uh, all right so which one are you going with boot uh just because I want all the other ones to be real, I'm going to go with the third one. With the third one? So yeah. the what Lowell does? Yes. All right. And you're going with uh, Mike, Jim, Jim? Yes. <laughs> okay. The fake tweet is Mike, Jim, Jim, Chip, Trent, <laughs> yeah, John, Kyle. I do it. Jed loves short names. Um, the uh, what Lowell does links to his Cone Zone blog with the Press Democrat. And this is the blog entry. This is what oh got God. me. This is what got me earlier, man. Today, got a smog check on my car. Buy a bottle of wine at Kermit Lynch in Berkeley. Finish Moby Dick. <laughs> Parenthetical statement. Looks bad for Ahab, by the way. Take oh a God. nap. Take a nap. Retirement is torture. Wow. This man has had a Major League Baseball Hall of Fame vote, people. A Major League Baseball Hall of Fame vote. Oh, Lol, what are you doing? Uh, he's got some other brutal ones too that I want. I wanted to like. I wanted to read out because I just thought that they were particularly special. Uh, let's see. Um, when 49ers do stuff like this, I miss covering them. They just keep on giving. What do you mean you miss covering them? You fuck! It's been two weeks. Yeah, that's true. That's that's so stupid. And all he and all he did the last twelve months is slay them for everything they did. Yeah, for Kaepernick signing autographs too long, for Chip Kelly scratching his ear with earwax. I mean, yeah. he picked everything apart. Uh, or this is another one to do. I have serious concerns about Lynch and Shanahan combo, but what do I know? I'm retired. Yeah, you're not. Fuck off. Oh, I already read that one. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I flagged it as a favorite. That's why. Um, what was the? No, I'm an asshole. Um, oh, compare hire of John Lynch to Reggie McKenzie. Experienced, did apprenticeship in Green Bay, worked his way up. What a joke Niners are. For the record, he wrote that after John Lynch hired his personnel guy. So it'd be one thing if like it'd been a couple of weeks and he hadn't hired any personnel people. After he hired the dude from the Broncos and from the Patriots, he wrote that after the fact. Really? Yeah. What a clown. And in his, in the week since we've done this, he retweeted two Grant Cone columns. Well, you're going to see that. That's probably going to be a pretty yeah. <clears throat> pretty common thread is him retweeting his son's work. Yeah, he doesn't retweet like, anybody else's work. Just like putting his son's coloring pages on the refrigerator <laughs> with magnets. I'm so proud of what my son has done. Isn't it great what little Grant's doing? Oh, little Grant is coming into the, his own cone zone of his own. Oh my God, that is spectacular! Like putting pictures on his <laughs> I think refrigerator. We him, I think we should call him little little Grant, like a little like a little rapper, little Grant. Little, little Grant. Oh my goodness, that is so funny, dude. So 
with that being said, I mean, do we want to officially announce that this uh, the Lil Cone segment, although we will hover around his Twitter account regularly. Oh, Lil gonna, Cone is going to have his Lil Cone is going to have his, he'll have his uh, day in the sun for sure. He's going to get. I think I'm going to put a Lil Cone tweet in every week. You should absolutely should. Yeah. Um. So we're going to kind of format and change the uh, change the the Lil Cone shit tweet of the week comments, but ultimately, it's going to be something about shitty tweets. And uh, and Brad's the master of Twitter, so we will. Yeah, right. The master of Twitter. As I'm like figuring out, like <laughs> I'm like figuring out as we go along. Yeah. Jesus. Masterful for sure. Oh my goodness gracious. <sighs> well, it's been a fun time today, my friend. It has been a fun time. The Warriors uh, have went into halftime up ten points. Um, we started this segment. They're now up fourteen points. They are, the Clippers are literally playing Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and a bunch of scrubs, and they can't hang. It's bad. Bad time to be an L.A. Clippers fan. Clippers suck balls. Uh, yeah, so Sports Meets Beer, episode 38, Kurt Schilling week. One more final. Fuck you, Kurt Schilling. Uh, Kurt Schilling. You bloody suck. Peace. Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, we looks in the, look for uh, episode 39 next week. Uh, we'll have some beers. We will guarantee talk a little bit about the uh, Super Bowl recap. See how all of us fared on our uh, on our Super Bowl prop bets. Those are the silly bets that uh, you know the coin toss, the time of the anthem, all that good stuff. Uh, jump into episode one if you have time. Check it out because uh, our friend Mike Nelson jumped on the show and uh, filled out some. So we got a, a little four way prop bet wager between uh, Charlene, Mike, Brad, and myself. No money on the line. You wouldn't. You wouldn't know that by Boots' reaction to some of the questions. <laughs> but uh, yeah, sports meets beer podcast. Thank you for listening. When you get a chance, please tell your friends. Please share. Uh, we also have this thing called ratings. Could you please rate us and tell us how much how cool we are or how much we suck? Either way, just do something on iTunes. Uh, if you could rate our podcast, it would be appreciated. And as usual, on all of our social media platforms, please check us out. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Duntapped, you name it, we got it. Go there, check it out, tell your friends, spread the love. Sports meets beer. <laughs>